Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan, and today I am here with Chelsea and Colin, uh, and we are digging into Ecclesiastes, and it is something. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I'm almost wondering if we should even record this or if it's actually just meaningless. <laughs> Everything under the sun is meaningless. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're just churning out meaningless things. <laughs> All right. So when we dig into Ecclesiastes, uh, most people believe this is written by Solomon. Um, it's kind of like a look at life. Um, it strikes me as incredibly depressing. So like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is horrible. Like it actually feels that way reading it. <laughs> like want to read it and, and just now take we a have deep to talk breath. About it. <laughs> um, but one of the interesting things I read while we were kind of in the in-between thinking about what we were going to talk about is that uh, really what this is, is like a picture of the opposite. So it's like we, we have this opportunity to love God and follow him. And most of Ecclesiastes is actually a meditation on the opposite. So, like, if you want to live life outside of the bounds that God has in mind for you, here's what it might look like. Meaningless. <laughs> Chasing the wind. Yikes. Yeah, and here's a guy who had the opportunity to literally chase everything. Like, you don't, there's not many people who can literally chase wealth, buildings, gardens, concubines, all these things. He had the ability to do that, and still he came out with, this is meaningless. Yeah. And so... It's wisdom to be able to look at this and read his experience because um, we're never going to have that opportunity. And yeah. we know that Solomon thinks it's, I almost said sucks. <laughs> Is that okay? Can uh, I say sucks on this podcast? <laughs> somehow I think, yes. <laughs> it does seem like it would suck. I don't know, this is probably my second episode, so, to be honest. Colin said yes. I'm Colin in. said yes, we're fine. <laughs> oh, man. What did you guys think? Yeah, I, to me, it's, it's. It's interesting because, I mean, it does, um, the 30,000 foot view is, you know, uh, he repeats the obvious, like everything is meaningless, but he also uses the phrase under the sun. And so to me, um, it is just like such a lens of just, um, just the world, like everything um, tangible, everything uh, worldly, and um, nothing about like eternal or God. I mean, you know, he does turn, take a turn a little bit towards like God's fruits, um, you know, and that is good and positive, but really he's harping on everything that is under the sun, um, which is limited, which is finite, uh, is meaningless. And so I don't know, but it, obviously we know Solomon does have wisdom, even though he contradicts the thought of wisdom here. Um, but, I don't know. I, th- I just thought it was an interesting perspective that e- everything he lists, everything he goes through and describes is pretty much um, tangible mm-hmm. on this earth, which, of course, if that's the, our only perspective in life, um, I can understand how he got there. Yeah. Uh, you know, versus having an eternal hope, an eternal um, outlook. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm actually just like thinking through some of the things he actually listed. Like one of my favorite things is like, okay, so if this is, if this is useful today, 
uh, what does this look like today? And actually a lot of the things that he wrote about are still occurring, which is not a surprise because he says it's just this endless cycle, but it's like, Hey, want to try getting drunk a lot? That's not going to work. You want to try to find the best job you're ever going to have? Yeah, that's actually not going to work. Like you want to get rich as you possibly can. You're actually just going to die and some idiot's going to lose all that money you gained anyway. Like, <laughs> are we allowed to say idiot on this podcast? I'm just I mean, kidding. You said suck, so well, uh, we I think this to we're off the rails. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, he are actually, there ratings for podcasts, by the way? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think there's, you have to put an E there if there's anything explicit. I don't think idiot and sucks counts, though. Okay. <laughs> Did we say anything last podcast? Between the claps, yes. <laughs> I mean, there was Song of Songs. Oh no, Song of Songs. Now oh, we have to do an E. Uh, I mean, he even like he even talks about the courts a little bit. He's like, "Hey, yeah, you want to find hope in the courts? They're going to let you down. Mm-hmm. You want to find hope in the king? That guy's corrupt." <laughs> like, it's actually so applicable. There are so many things that you could choose to be invested in in this life. I could literally think of any number of stories on the news last night, tonight, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's spot on. It's it hasn't changed. Yeah, it no. kind of stinks that Solomon's sort of right. Yeah, well, and I I love how he actually puts it here. Um, verse eighteen: The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. And I'm just like, ouch. Yeah. So like, mm. of course, wisdom you can um, take experience, throw that in. You can take knowledge, throw that in. Um, that amounts to wisdom, right? Yeah. We agree on that. And so, like, basically, all the experience he goes through, he gains wisdom, and then he, it's just, it leads to grief. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is with um, our finite wisdom, our finite right. everything under the sun. Right. Yeah. Ex- I, sorry. I, I like the verse that says, yeah, I mean there are some there are some beauty in Ecclesiastes. Yeah, there is. You have to like pull it out, but oh, there are some yeah. verses in there. So that's our like, listeners, you, you got to hang in there with yeah, us, like, you do. And, and and hang on to Solomon here. There's there's some good stuff. Yeah, it says, "Yeah, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the scope of God's work from beginning to end." It goes on to say, "So I just did whatever I wanted to." But when you look at it like that, it's like, oh, like we actually don't know, and yeah. but we have eternity planted in our hearts. Pretty powerful. That's super powerful. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today. Hey, maybe Ecclesiastes is actually not as bad as I thought. Uh, I'm <laughs> kind of cautiously interested in hearing about the rest. Oh, I feel like we say that about every book that we think it's going to be bad. We're like, oh, it wasn't as bad. That was going to be. Yeah, it wasn't actually. <laughs> Turns out reading the Bible's not half bad. Yeah, this is kind of fun. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll Imagine see. that. That's, aren't we instructed? We should to, do this every day. <laughs> aren't we instructed to like make this a, a pattern in our habit? I think it's possible. Yeah, that is not Might meaningless be good for us. Right. Might bring us joy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Ecclesiastes 1, starting in verse 12. I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it's all meaningless, like chasing the wind. What is wrong cannot be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. I said to myself, look, I am wiser than any of the kings who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly. 
but I learned firsthand that pursuing all this is like chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look for good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. So I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness, for who can do this better than I, the king? I thought wisdom is better than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness, for the wise can see where they are going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as the fool, what's the value of any wisdom? This is all so meaningless. For the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to hate life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. Everything is meaningless, like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless. So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This too is meaningless, a great tragedy. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and all their anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It's all meaningless. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please Him. This too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. 
What do people really get for all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are the gifts from God. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or nothing taken away from it. God's purpose is that people should fear Him. What is happening now has happened before, and what will happen in the future has happened before, because God makes the same things happen over and over again. I also noticed that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of law are corrupt. I said to myself, in due season God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. I also thought about the human condition, how God proves to people that they are like animals. For people and animals share the same fate, both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. They came from dust and they return to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of animals goes down into the earth? So I saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is our lot in life, and no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. Again, I observed all the oppression that takes place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed with no one to comfort them. The oppressors have great power, and their victims are helpless. So I concluded that the dead are better off than the living. But most fortunate of all are those who are not yet born, for they have not seen all the evil that is done under the sun. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors, but this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work in chasing the wind. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all meaningless and depressing. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. It is better to be poor but wise youth than old and a foolish king who refuses all advice. Such a youth could rise from poverty and succeed. He might even become king, though he has been in prison. But then everyone rushes to the side of yet another youth who replaces him. Endless crowds stand around him, but then another generation grows up and rejects him too. So it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises, and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven, and you are here on earth, so let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to Him. It's better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin, and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry, and He might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and useless activities. Fear God instead. 
Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful, and if justice is being miscarried throughout the land. For every official is under orders from higher up, and matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy. Even the king milks the land for his own profit. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings you happiness. The more you have, the more people come to you and spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There's another serious problem I have seen under the sun. Hoarding hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there's nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty-handed as on the day we were born. We can't take our riches with us. And this, too, is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than they came. All their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and hungry. Even so, I have noticed one thing, at least, that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their lot in life. And it's a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. There is another serious tragedy I've seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on humanity. God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things. They die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless, a sickening tragedy. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better for him to have been born dead. His birth would have been meaningless, and he would have never he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't even had a name, and he would have more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years twice over, but still not find contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well, what's the use? All people spend their lives scratching for food, but they never seem to have enough. So are wise people really better off than fools? Do poor people gain anything by being wise and knowing how to act in front of others? Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Everything has already been decided. It it was known long ago what each person would be, so there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? In the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can best be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we're gone? Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.